Chapter 6, A Late Winter's Daydream. Jack sighed. Their mission really seemed hopeless now. We'd better go find her, said Annie. Oh, she won't go far, said Mary. My poor Augusta, she has a fine mind and a brave heart, but she's so unhappy. Why is she so unhappy, Mary? asked Annie. Yeah, what's her problem? asked Jack. More than any of her brothers and sisters, Miss Augusta loved my stories, said Mary. Remembered every one of them she did. Really, said Jack. Yes, she would repeat them back to me word for word, said Mary. That's amazing, said Annie. She loved the stories so much that she grew desperate to see the sheep for herself, said Mary. At night, she would carry a lantern across the fields calling for them. By day, she poked and prodded every part of the farm. Why, she even used a magnifying glass, scouring the earth for tiny footprints. But I'm afraid she never found them. Why not, said Annie. Ah, because she looked for them with her head and not with her heart. Eventually, she gave up and stopped searching. She didn't even want to hear the stories anymore. She'd been a dutiful but sorrowful child ever since. Oh, that's terrible, said Annie. What can we do to help her? There's only one thing you can do, said Mary. What? breathed Jack. Mary leaned forward in her chair. Her blue eyes seemed to stare right through Jack and Annie. You must show her the magic, she said. What? Jack thought. Does Mary know about the magic treehouse? What do you mean? he asked. I know that you children are like me. You see things that others don't. Help Augusta see them too. Help her find the magic in the fields and the forest. For a moment, Jack and Annie didn't say anything. The wind blew through the open door. The fire crackled. Then Annie took a deep breath. (sighs) Okay, we know exactly what to do. We do, said Jack. Yes, we'll talk about it outside, said Annie. Thanks, Mary. We'll find Augusta and take care of everything. Jack and Annie stood up to go. One in twenty, fare thee wells on this wonderful winter day, said Mary. One in twenty to you, said Jack. Then he and Annie left the cozy cottage, scattering the winter birds by the front door. It had warmed up a little outside. The rain had stopped, but fog hung heavily over the sheep fields. The ground was soggy with mud. Jack could barely make out Augusta's red cape through the fog. She was across the lane, sitting on a stone wall at the edge of the sheep meadow. Mary was right. She didn't go far. So how did how do we show her the magic, Annie? Easy. We play our magic whistle said Annie. No, no, we can't do that, said Jack. We're supposed to save the whistle for a moment of great danger. That moment is now. Come on, said Annie. Hold on. What great danger are we facing now? Not us, Augusta. She faces the greatest danger of all, losing hope and happiness and being bored and sad for the rest of her life, and never being inspired and never sharing her gifts with the world. It's almost too late already. Okay, okay, said Jack, but are we just going to go up to her and start blowing the whistle and singing? That seems pretty weird. Uh, yeah, I guess it does, said Annie. How about this? We'll take Augusta. We'll tell Augusta that we want to go put on a play for her, said Jack. A play, said Annie. Yes, we can tell her we want to prove that we weren't lying, that we really were in a play by Shakespeare, said Jack. Oh, okay, and then what? Well, we play the magic whistle. 
We sing about the she. We make them appear just like in Mary's story, galloping and thundering. Augustus sees them. She gets inspired. Our mission is done. Perfect, said Annie. Let's go. Jack and Annie hurried across the lane to the stone wall. Uh, excuse us, Miss Augusta, said Annie. We just had the greatest idea. Want to hear it? Augusta didn't answer. She kept staring at the ground. How would you like to see a play, said Jack. Augusta looked up. A play? We want to put on our own play for you, said Annie. Why, said Augusta. Because it's really good. And maybe it'll prove to you that we really were in a play by Shakespeare, said Jack. Augusta looked doubtful. Come on, you'll love it, said Annie. Do you know a quiet spot where no one could bother us? Augusta bit her lip and looked around. Then she stood up. All right, the river near the old forest should be good. I used to go there with my brothers. Great, said Annie. Annie and Jack followed Augusta through the rain-soaked, misty meadow. They walked past grazing sheep, then down a slope toward a wide, rushing river. The river separated the sheep's meadow from an old forest. Jack could barely see the trees through the ghostly fog. Augusta stopped on a low ridge above the river bank, near some large rocks. Here, she said. Good, those rocks can be our stage, said Jack. Jack and Annie climbed the pile of small boulders and stood on a large flat rock. Okay, the name of this play is Late Winter's Daydream. Not bad, thought Jack. And this is what's going to happen. Jack is going to be the narrator. I'll play the Irish whistle. And Jack will sing a song that tells the story. What? said Jack. Excuse us a minute, Augusta. Why me sing? Why not I play and you sing? No, I want to play, said Annie. You took notes at Mary's, right? So just say a few words to describe the scene. Then use your notes about the she to make up a song. You can do that, can't you? I guess, said Jack. Okay, give me the whistle. Jack reached into his pockets and pulled out his notebook and the Irish whistle. He gave the whistle to Annie. I'm sorry, Miss Augusta, we're almost ready, said Annie. She whispered directions to Jack. Okay, say your introduction. I'll start to play. Then you'll start to sing. Then I've got it, said Jack. Let's just start. Jack and Annie turned to face Augusta. Jack cleared his throat, then spoke in a loud voice. All is still in an old forest until music sounds from a hidden world. Jack nodded to Annie. Annie raised the magic Irish whistle to her lips and began to play. Strange, sweet music came from the whistle. The music was both sad and happy. It was full of beauty and hope, pain and sorrow. Like the fog over the river, the music seemed to blend everything together. For a moment, the whistle music was so powerful that Jack couldn't sing. He felt like crying and laughing at the same time. Finally, he looked down at his notes and began to sing. In the spinning of light, in a cloud like a dream, a bridge appeared over a wide flowing stream. Jack surprised himself. He thought his words for the song sounded pretty good. A long, fluttering high note burst from Annie's whistle. Bright, dancing light flowed across the river. The light arced through the fog towards Jack, Annie, and Augusta. Augusta gasped. Jack looked back down at his notes and sang, Some came on horses, some came with wings. From an enchanted world, little queens, little kings. 
The wind began to blow. Jack looked up. Leaves and grass and twigs were flying everywhere. The whistle music grew louder. Thundering and rumbling sounds came from the old forest. A herd of very small white horses galloped out of the mist. On their backs were proud and lovely riders, men in gold helmets, women with long hair floating on the wind. Their capes and gowns were the color of nature, the pale rose of a spring dawn, the green of summer hummingbirds, the blue of winter twilight, and the gold of autumn oak leaves. The she, cried Augusta. 